Kia ora Mike. Um, Mike Rowan is the Chief Financial Officer at Meridian Energy. How long have you been at Meridian, Mike? Uh, I'm actually, I've been here a reasonably long time. It's in the order of 12 years. I came back from the States before joining Meridian. Mm-hmm. I was in the energy sector over there. And I was at Kiwi coming home. But the thing that attracted me to Meridian, you know, the reason that I've stayed as long as I have is I believe in what we are trying to do. You know, being successful at what you do is obviously very important, but, you know, knowing why you're doing what you're doing and the impact that it's having is, I think, a very human trait uh, that once you get a sense of how you can contribute to, you know, improving the way that New Zealand participates in the global economy and uh, how we produce energy renewably. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty powerful, um, I'll call it a powerful drug uh, mm-hmm. that you know, it gives you a sense of meaning and purpose in its own right. So you know, I've been here for 12 years and believe entirely in what we're trying to do. And uh, you know, as, as you know, in my role of CFO now, uh, and I've got a pretty important role in ensuring that we not only reach our ambitions, but we deliver value for those who have confidence in us along the way. Mm. Great. And have you always been interested in sustainability? No, I think I came to it late. Mm. And I, I think, you know, if I jump back to, you know, growing up, as I don't know if I had really any understanding or appreciation for the way we consume products or services and what impact they might be having. And But I think as I matured and you start, you know, kind of thinking beyond yourself and what you're doing and you see the impacts of what you're doing and I'm talking, you know, getting into my 30s, which they feel way back now, but you start to appreciate, you know, how you contribute to the things that are going on within your community or... Uh, within a business and you know, as you start to explore uh, you know, what role and impact you have is you then start to say wow you know, I can make a difference um, here if I think beyond myself and think about how the things I do sustain my needs, sustain others, sustain the community that I'm part of, the business uh, and ultimately I guess the planet that we live in and I think as I worked that through and worked it out uh, it's one of the core reasons that I now have a massive appreciation for Meridian and feel privileged to, to work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah and so so how does sustainability turn up in your job because it's not traditionally part of a CFO role. What's fascinating is you know if I jump kind of back to role of CFO a little bit, as I'm sure people have different views on what that entails, but mine is you know, reasonably simple, is a CFO looks at all the things that a company might do, and they make sure that the firm only engages in those that create the most value. So you try and whittle away the set of things a company might do, and focus them intently on those that create the most uh, value. And um, it's easy to say it, but it's really hard to, to deliver 
uh, that outcome. But I think as a CFO, uh, in thinking that challenge through, you know, you're assessing risk as much as you're assessing opportunity and what the future might bring. And I think you'd have to be hiding under a rock as a CFO if you didn't see the impact that changing climate might have on those opportunities. Uh, the changing attitudes of, you know, the global population, us, you know, what we believe is important and sustainability, and then how we care for each other and work together to achieve things. If you weren't assessing those risks and those opportunities as a CFO, I think you would miss out on some pretty fundamental drivers that will shape uh, outcomes for companies. So I, I feel, and you know, partly being CFO within a renewable energy company, that sustainability in that sense is actually at the core of the choices that a CFO uh, has, and certainly here, it is a core part of our strategy and our purpose. And I don't know if you're aware of our purpose, but it's really simple, is we make clean energy for a fairer and healthier world. Mm. And, you know, again, easy to say, but very, very hard to deliver. You need good people who are able to and want to deliver on each of those elements. And um, I think if we're able to, uh, and we have been successful to date, uh, then you know, we will make a really positive contribution to uh, our shareholders and then sustainability of, of what we do. So you talked about creating the most value for Viridian before, so how do you see value? Is it more than just the financial? Absolutely. Uh, the, in fact, the role of a business is constantly changing. Uh, and I think if you went back to the 80s, uh, you know, the concept there was a business's purpose was to just create wealth for those who invested in it. But that's moved massively through to today where you know, a business is part of a community and it plays a role in shaping the future outcomes for you know, the society that it operates uh, within. So you know, you, you've got to take that into account because everybody will hold you to account and your reputation as a firm will be impacted by the choices that you make. So if you're only created on, uh, focused on wealth and wealth creation, then you would miss uh, any number of elements that uh, allows a business to operate, so it gives it a license to do what it does and helps it maintain its reputation with you know, as I say, the community and, you know, New Zealanders in, in our case. So, you know, fundamental change, I think, over the years. You've still got to deliver value for those that do invest their money in your business. That's a fundamental tenet of, you know, what we do. But we are able to, and I think we've proved up that being able to successfully integrate a wider purpose uh, that we stand for. I think we attract a whole lot of talent here for that reason as well. And so, so talk to me about, about how Meridian's approaching climate change and, and climate risk. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great question, Catherine. Is, um, I don't pretend for a second to be a person who uh, 
was the catalyst for the current efforts. Uh, I think I have to go right back to 2004 where there was a choice to shape Meridian into a renewably focused energy company. And then over time, uh, what we have done as part of our strategic efforts is to ensure that that goal has been expanded to incorporate more than just renewable energy but provide a sustainable environment for our business uh, to protect and enhance our reputation and allow us to uh, make returns for shareholders. So, you know, we do, we, we've kind of moved and we do many, many things now to present ourselves in a way that we feel is credible for those that may look at the things we do and judge. And uh, so we have what I call an integrated report. It's uh, part of the things that we feel is an uh, integral part of, of what we do. And when I say integrated report, I mean it has our financial statements, so it records our financial successes, but it also shows the impact that we have. And we centre that around UN uh, Sustainable Development Guidelines. And the two that we use are uh, Sustainable Guideline 7 uh, and Sustainable Guideline 13, which focus on clean energy and climate action. Mm. So that was a, a real catalyst for us back in 2015, is to integrate the financial statements with a clear purpose for what we do. And since then, as I, I mentioned, we've continually tried to expand the set of activities that we undertake to show people what's important to us and be credible in that space. So. You know, we have a greenhouse gas inventory that we report on, uh, report on every year, and it covers uh, scope one, scope two, and scope three emissions, both for our activities in New Zealand and in Australia. Uh, we have um, uh, stated that we want to halve the production of our own emissions uh, by 2030. We are... Uh, I'll say um, net carbon neutral, so we do purchase credits from the market to cover off all of our uh, greenhouse gases each year. Um, and we have begun a tree, a, a tree planting program to rather than buy those offsets from someone else's to actually ensure that we are building our own offsets. And then there are plenty of efficiency uh, initiatives that run within the business but so, so there's a, a series of activities from integrated reporting to greenhouse gas inventory to being clear on what we want to how we want to reduce our own footprint and then activities that we engage in to ensure we do that and beyond that uh, more recently we've uh, increased our focus to report on our uh, climate related financial risks and was that just a logical extension of Absolutely. that activity? Yeah, it is. And I think unless you do, unless you have a plan that incrementally builds on whatever your starting position is, for us, as I say, being a renewable energy company, it's close to the heart of what we stand for. But unless you slowly integrate a number of activities into your business, um, 
it would be very, very hard to shift the culture of your organisation that goes with it in a credible way. So, so I think integrating those elements that make sense for, say, us or anyone else over time is the right way to explore, learn, and then understand the impact that you are having on the planet. TCFD reporting, or the Task Force for Climate-Related Financial Disclosures, is just a natural extension for us. And I think there's a number of tools and frameworks out there. Um, What's special about TCFD? TCFD reporting comes from Financial Stability Board, uh, which was set up in response to global financial uh, collapse back in 2007-2008, where the regulators wanted to set up frameworks that would reduce the probability that such an event might occur in future. And as they felt they were able to do that, and this was set up out of the US, it was set up by the um, the largest 20 nations. Uh, so it had a very critical and credible mass. And as they gained confidence that the initiatives that they set in place were likely to do that, they expanded their ambit to include climate-related risks and it became pretty obvious to them that climate-related risks were, in their own right, a material risk for shareholders that shareholders should be aware of. So when we looked around for frameworks, it was natural to us to engage in a framework that had that form of reference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the TCFD reporting uh, has become what I'd call reasonably standard for organisations that want to present their climate-related risks to their shareholders Mm -hmm. outside of New Zealand, Mm -hmm. uh, and only increasingly is um, gaining credibility. And, you know, some parts of the globe are now requiring organisations to report using the TCFD framework. You know, I suppose there's a myriad of reasons that sit in there, but the core one is its underlying credibility and, you know, where it came from. And so Meridian is the first New Zealand company to disclose climate-related risks in this framework. Um, Do you think that more New Zealand companies should be doing this, or do you think it might be compulsory? You know, compulsory is always too easy a response to what is a really complex issue of risk reporting. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to see companies look you know, from their own perspective at what risk their, sh- you know, their shareholders might be exposed to and think about the credibility that they require as an organisation when they communicate to those shareholders. I think organisations thinking those challenges through, as I started off with the role of a CFO, is to help manage some of those risks and opportunities and organisations should have the incentive to introduce those types of reporting frameworks within their business. Will everybody do it or should everybody do it? Uh, It depends on the business that you're involved in. Uh, It really does. I think those that do have assets like ours that are long, you know, they have long lives, that will be impacted by the changing climate, as we've laid out, ours will be, is the framework is really useful for helping you think about those risks and given its wider deployment around the globe I think many organisations will deploy it over time even if it's not a compulsory requirement. 
and are shareholders actually asking you to take more action on climate change? Oh, absolutely, Catherine. Uh, you know, our shareholder base globally has grown. So we have a number of funds that are looking only to invest in businesses that undertake sustainable practices and are focused on the role that they play within their communities and the impact they have. So there's a growing pool of money that is hunting down those who truly believe and can show that they're credibly managing the impact that they're having. And we see it every day, that pool of money is growing. That drive through massive pools of international funded their pension funds, their small investors, their institutions, and they're all aware of, and they are absolutely seeking to invest in businesses like ours and anyone else's that can show they have a credible and focused strategy that deals with climate-related risk. So you'll be talking about these issues at the um, CEO-CFO breakfast on the 22nd of October. Yep. Yep. Um, any any tips ahead of that for, for maybe what New Zealand businesses should be doing differently? Yeah, and hey, look, I can't wait, mm. right? Because as a CFO responsible and for the long-run well-being of what we do within our business on behalf of our shareholder base, mm. is we've learned a number of lessons along the way, as you do, and I'm keen to share those with uh, the audience. And probably, you know, in advance of it, however you want to engage in this space, and you should, is understand what elements you might be capable of implementing over time and have a very clear stage rollout of those initiatives because you undoubtedly will learn a lot that you may not have expected and not all of it will go as smoothly as you might anticipate. And that's, you know, whenever you do anything new, that's what happens. But as business, we play a massive role in shaping the future of the way our country kind of is seen by the rest of the world and what our performance is as a you know, group of people who want to prosper. So, you know, part of that is being very, very credible and playing a massive role as it relates to uh, climate change and sustainability. So. Anything I can share with anybody else that helps them along on that journey, I'm very happy to do. And that's what the Sustainable Business Council is all about, is yeah. trying to share those lessons and yeah. help each other yeah. uh, along the way. Yeah. So. I think I said right at the start, if you're a CFO and you haven't been thinking about these risks and opportunities, you must have been hiding under a rock because they are coming at every business. And you know, as the custodian, uh, as the catalyst, as a steward of the investments that people have made in our respective businesses is we're, it's beholden on us to plot our way through uh, these issues. And of course Meridian is part of the Climate Leaders Coalition as well, um, which isn't just about reducing um, emissions but it's about considering those broader climate risks. Yeah, you know we, we've been talking around elements that you can build in to uh, ensure that you both understand and can report on the impact you're having on the planet. Uh, I think there are other things that companies can look at. You know, it comes right back to what's the purpose of your business? 
and do you really believe in what you're trying to do and achieve and then what are the elements that support that and as I mentioned at the start there were kind of three layers for us there's the climate related risk there's sustainability generally and then there's the way that we engage with each other and you know with our wider population and I think a CFO needs to think through or a business for that matter needs to think through each of those there are definite links and crossovers but you know we, you need to play a role in the communities that are affected by your activities so you know things that we do like contribute to kids can uh, we have community funds that are focused on our generation asset communities we uh, work with DOC to help maintain or sustain Kākāpō's existence are all linked back to those three elements and form part of you know, why we think we're, or why we are here as a business, is playing a role in our wider community. And another thing that the Climate Leaders Coalition is, is trying to do is foster that collaboration yeah. um, to, to grow everyone's knowledge in this area. Um, have you found it useful to, to work with other companies in the Climate Leaders Coalition? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter how smart you are or how focused you are, you will learn from others. And in fact, you know, sometimes we get blinded by the industries or businesses that we're in and it's only through talking to other people that they help you unwind some of the, you know, the blinkers or blind spots that you might have. So, you know, communication, we're social animals, uh, people, so... You know, getting out there and talking to each other about the challenges we've got and the way we're thinking about dealing with them is incredibly valuable. Okay, well we're looking forward to the um, Climate Risk Breakfast uh, coming up on the 22nd of October. Thanks very much, Mike. Thanks, Catherine.